Today's guest was blindsided by multiple life-altering health issues that forced a lifestyle change. Through Instagram, she discovered a passion for decorating cookies and, in my opinion, has become one of the best in the business. She has built a great little business, and in today's episode, she shares her journey. Welcome to the Socks and Soul podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Ditto. Let's go. Welcome in studio, my friend, Amber Stout. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for being here. I'm really excited to have you. I have to tell you how this happened. So um, usually uh, we've done this a couple of times where Annie and I are lying in bed and we're thinking about who has a great story or who owns a good business or what's going on. And, and so Annie says to me, she says, hey, do you know the lady who makes cookies? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. Who, it's not really everybody my, makes cookies. It's not really my jam, you <laughs> yeah. know. And she goes, she goes, no, no, no. You gotta, you gotta see these cookies. Look her up on Instagram, uh, and it's uh, it's flour and frosting. Yeah, right? flour and frosting. Flour and frosting on Instagram. You should just, if you're not driving, you should just open up Instagram right now and look at it because it reminds me of the first time I discovered the website Zillow. <laughs> you could spend hours. <laughs> and I just, I was like. I wanted to look up every single person's address that I knew and see how much they bought their house for. (laughs) It it was just like, it was the ultimate, it's the ultimate binge Instagram feed. And you will not believe what you're looking at. Like these cookies are something out of a a Martha Stewart magazine, except better. You're very sweet. I I keep saying I have lots of room to improve because I haven't really been doing it that long. I'm Really, it's only been like maybe two or three years. <laughs> so I, so I instantly, I'm like, okay, I need to have this. I need to have this lady on because this is this is something. This is like next level stuff. Oh, well, and, and I'm not kidding. I you know, most of my listeners don't watch this live. Most of them listen to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And so I just when you're when you get a chance, just look up Amber Stout's Instagram because it you, you will be knocked away. It'll be, it's just amazing. It really is something else. Well, I appreciate that. Every time I get a compliment, like somebody says something about my cookies, it just like, I, I don't know how to respond because it means so much to me. So thank you. Well, it's, it's terrific. And, and I wonder what it's like to be that good at something. <laughs> I'm really not that good though. <laughs> if you look, if you look at other cookiers, I'm still like, you know, beginner intermediate. So, okay. Well, <laughs> I'll take your word for it, but I think you're a liar. (laughs) So, so Amber, have you, have you always been into baking? Like, did you discover that you love making cookies at an early age or what's the deal there? (laughs) No, I, well, my sister and my mom and I would bake together and I kind of had a fascination with cookies. Like we, a lady at our church would make cookies kind of similar to mine and they tasted amazing Mm -hmm. and I kept thinking as I was growing up, I wonder how she would do that. And my sister kind of got into like baking cakes and stuff like that. She knows how to decorate cakes really, really well. And I kind of just took backseat. Like I, it wasn't my thing. I, my thing was like special needs kiddos. Like Mm. I um, have a passion for those that have disabilities and Mm -hmm. that's where my passion lied. And that's where my career path kind of went that way. 
And so did you study special education then? No, I just don't. Like when I was in elementary school, one of my best friends, uh, her name is Sarah. She has Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And I just hung out with her all the time. And so by the time I got to high school, like we're the same age, we hung out all the time. Her mom had me come over and, and try to give her like a normal life of like what I would do. So I would bring her out with my friends and me and yeah. And so I just had a special place for them in my heart. And so anyways, um, by the time I got to high school, I was like full in, like in, I took a class that all I did was help the special ed kiddos. And yeah, it was, it was so much more rewarding for me. I wasn't doing anything for them. I mean, the, every, Right. Everything was for me. And yeah. as selfish as that sounds. But no, they make you feel like a million bucks. They it, laugh at all your jokes. Exactly. They, exactly. They're never mad at you. Yeah. And they call you beautiful no matter what you look like. So <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. So I right after high school, my husband and I actually got married like pr- pretty quickly after high school. Cool. And I dove right in and um, I ended up actually working for Central Valley School District in their special ed preschool. OK. And I worked in like with the autistic kids and yeah, a whole bunch of different, a group of them. And um, I eventually got pregnant with my son. Uh-huh. And while I was working at the special ed preschool, I got a little bit dizzy one day and thought nothing of it. And then further along in my pregnancy, I got even more dizzy. I was sitting in church and all of a sudden my ears got really hot and I didn't know what was going on. And I looked over at my husband. We were actually watching another family at the time that parents were out of town. So we were staying with their kids. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting in the bench with them. So and you're pregnant with your first, your babysitting someone else's kids yeah, who's four like of them. on vacation. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. In another continent. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and my husband's sitting at one end and we have, they had twins and then two, two boys. And I'm, I looked down at it and I said, I got to go get a drink. I'm going to pass out. And so I went out to the drinking fountain and all I remember is waking up on the floor next to it. Oh, you passed out. Oh, yeah. Like completely gone. Wow. And um, I had a lady standing over me and I just remember I can see up your skirt. So (laughs) back up just a little. (laughs) That was your first thought. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, (laughs) I, I probably passed out a few more times after that. And so we went to the hospital and they're like, everything's fine. You're good. And, um, then I had to start going in weekly to do, um, like stress tests on babies to make sure that how far along were you at this point? Uh, probably around like 30 weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I mean, I'm pretty far along, you know, almost full term. And, um, so at the second week doing those stress tests, um, they actually did an EKG on me and I don't know if are you familiar with EKGs? I mean, a little, but not really. Yeah, they're they're the thing where they put the stickers all over all you. Over, yeah, yeah, and they they're actually measuring the QT of your heart. I don't, and I don't even know what a QT like is. Like the electrical current type stuff. Exactly. Right? Okay. Yeah. So um, they actually caught that I have a heart condition called long QT. So long mm. QT basically. M- my QT is way too long and it makes me pass out. They call it a syncope and um, they caught it while I was pregnant and it changed my life. It changed a lot of what I could do. So, so but up leading up to this point, you had no idea that anything was going on. Everything else had been otherwise healthy. It, yeah. I mean, super active, mm. everything I was doing. I mean, I had passed out like here and there. Like one time I stepped on a rusty nail and I passed out. Oh. My sister thought it was real great because she she enjoyed like watching me like fall Siblings over. are the worst. I know. <laughs> I've got lots of them. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, no really warning of it. So then um, 
yeah, I got diagnosed with it and it mean it changed my lifestyle. So it meant like I can't scary movies are probably not a great thing for me. So anything that gets my heart rate going really fast, being startled or um, extreme sports or they say sports. I want to say extreme sports so that I can. Have Is that a, when you quit the roller derby team yeah, was right yeah, after yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no NFL for me. <laughs> yeah. So I it changed how I could work with the special ed kiddos. So. It's a lot because they were in preschool. It's a lot of wrestling and a lot of like yeah. hands on. Yeah, it's a very physical kind of. Yeah. And yeah. so it changed um, it changed how I could do my job. So luckily, um, I, I loved the place I worked and uh, I was able to work with their speech therapist, actually. And so I got to work with the special ed kiddos, but in the background, I got to make all like they, they have a certain system where they use pictures to for autistic kids for them to speak and I would help make all of those and put okay. little books together for them and so less hands-on more a little bit behind the scenes stuff yeah but I got to see everything and it was so cool okay. to see all of these things that it was basically like arts and craft like yeah. I was doing arts and craft all the time and um it was nice to be able to see the stuff that I was making being put into use to helping these kids because they say that the earlier, um, like early intervention is probably the best for special ed kiddos. And so it, so it was still very rewarding. Yeah. Just to be a little bit a part of it. I know that like just making the little pieces of paper and laminating and all the things that I did is nothing compared to what the teachers were doing and the speech therapists and the specialists. And, but for me to be a part of it felt felt great. So, so you have this rewarding kind of job or career or career path at least. Yep. And you're going along and then you have your first. Yep. And then, uh, my cardiologist, she's like, you know, we're, we're going to have to put a little device in your chest to just monitor your heart. It was called a loop recorder. All it does was monitor. Um, and they wanted to make sure that if I was passing out, I, my heart would start again. So my heart condition actually seems like a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So my heart condition actually causes a sudden death. It's like the, that's, that's how most people find out that they have, I mean, their family, yeah, their family finds out because they die. They're like, Oh, his heart stopped. Oh, he didn't have a heart attack. He actually has this electrical short circuitry happening in his heart. Exactly. Wow. So, um, kind of scary. So you're fortunate kind of to have caught it the way you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or not like caught it, but like figured it out. Yeah. Oh, and, like I'm grateful I didn't have like a cardiac arrest or any like, yeah. I mean, cause that was a, that's still a real possibility in my life. Sure. So, um, I'm feel very, very grateful that I, that's not how, because they caught it before I gave birth. And so I was able to take mm, more yeah. precautions yeah. before birth. And yeah. So anyways, they put the loop recorder in Everything seemed fine. They started me on a heart medication. We got pregnant with my daughter. We got the go ahead. And um, halfway through that pregnancy, I went into the cardiologist and she's like, you need a defibrillator pacemaker like now. Okay. So um, you were having, you were having fainting episodes uh again. Yep. Just passing out quite a bit. And that loop recorder was catching a lot of stuff. And so every time you pass out is your husband like freaking out at first but at at that point I had passed out so much that it was just like <laughs> it freaked everybody else out but he's like now nah, she does it all the time yeah like it, it, so we would be at like church or something and I would feel it coming on because I would almost always feel it coming on so I could like kind of prepare myself so I'm not like just dropping so to you the floor. put yourself in a position you know yeah so I would you know lay down and it's real awkward when you're like in a group of people and then all of a sudden you're just laying on the floor like <laughs> you know well, I won't be alarmed if you curl up in a ball down here then yeah. so 
So, yeah, anyways, he he's not too... I mean, he's concerned about it. And he always checks on me, but he's not... We need to call 911 right now. It's nothing right, like that. Right. So, yeah, and I have a machine in my chest that will save my life if okay. if need be. So okay. we know exactly what to do. For and sure. We're not as freaked out about it anymore. Well, and the fact that you caught it early and you have the medication, you have the technology. Exactly. I guess, it, you know, if we can just make sure you don't fall and hit your face on something. Yeah. And I think that's the, one of the big concerns yeah. because like the defibrillator will kick in and restart my heart if it needs to. So and you have a mini defibrillator implanted next to your heart? I have a, I have a pacemaker and defibrillator. It's both. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty big, but yeah. Yeah. So they actually put it in while I was pregnant. So That's awesome. nothing's more like um, your pride goes out the window when you have surgery while you're pregnant. And I had like I felt like 100 people in the, the operating room. And oh, man. Yeah, I mean, because they had to have a team there for me. They had to have a team, an OB team. They had to have a, yeah. a, a baby team. I mean, everything. So I'm grateful that I got it. I'm grateful for the times that we live in because I'm grateful for the the technology that we have because without it, I I don't know. I don't know where I would be. So, right. Yeah. So after my daughter was born, um, I went back to work, kept going. And then my appendix ruptured (laughs) shortly after that. And, uh, I was in the hospital and I actually was lucky that my appendix ruptured because they finally diagnosed me with Crohn's disease. So, I'm oh not sure gosh. if you're familiar with Crohn's. I don't know a lot about Crohn's. I know that it's a it, it affects your digestive tract. It has tract. it has something to do with your ability to absorb nutrients. Yeah, and uh, and and it it's a lifelong disease. Uh-huh. Is that correct? Yeah, okay. there it, it's hard. You don't like get rid of it. Right. I mean, you can take out part of like the intestines and the bowel and stuff like that. And I luckily I haven't had to, have to do any of that. Yeah. But it's just both of those things have compounded and it, working a job when I was feeling sick all the time, like, a you know, going into work, I, I couldn't do it anymore. So yeah. we made the hard decision that I would stay at home with the kids and which was fine. I'm so grateful I got to do that. Sure. Um, so I stayed at home with my kiddos and then, uh, a while, but you know, I just stayed home with them and then, uh, I would get on my phone at night. How, how did you feel about that? I mean, you know, kind of this forced stay at home with the kids because I can't work. You have this passion. Uh, I, how did you handle that? I loved it, actually. Like, because okay. if you would have asked me growing up, like, what do you want to be? It would have been a, a stay at home mom. OK, like, so that's this what, was already kind of in your mind about what your future looked like. Yeah. Okay, yeah. OK. And, but I mean, when it's thrown into your lap like that, I think it kind of threw me for a loop for a minute. Like, oh, well. I don't get to help my family out financially like that. That bugged me a little bit. Like sure. my, all the weight is on my husband now. And yeah. I didn't want to do that to him, even though he was like, hey, it's what we do. You know, we we'll figure we, it out. We yeah, got this. Exactly. So I like your husband. Yeah. <laughs> well, most of the time I do, too. <laughs> Actually, I, on one of your sidebar. Sorry. On uh, one of your Instagram pictures, I saw him wearing a shirt that said, it said cookie husband, I think, yeah, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> I call him that. And he, I, I said it was my family. It's a family business because it truly is because he helps me bake all the cookies. So, okay. yeah. So he is a cookie husband through and through. Good. He's a good sport, if nothing else. Yeah, he totally is. Okay. So you're so you're back. You're you're working at home. Uh, yeah. Just staying. Just staying home. Managing yep. your health. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get okay. just trying to learn everything I need to learn about the conditions and how they're affecting me, because I know that they're different for everybody and, and seeing how my lifestyle will change with them. And, um, we ended up moving, we were living with my parents at the time. We built a little apartment in their shop and, mm-hmm. um, 
my son was about to start kindergarten. So we moved up on the South Hill because great schools out here. And um, we absolutely love it. And I once my son started school, I felt like I only have one kid at home. What I need to be doing more like she was getting older. She was going to start school in a couple of years. And I was like, I, I. I need a purpose. Yeah. I need not a, that, a thing to do. Exactly. Besides. I don't want to just, I think as a parent, sometimes we lose our, per, like our own persona. Like I don't want to just be mom anymore. Like I want to be mom. And that's my first and best calling that I could ever have. Right. You're not replacing that. Yeah. But I also want to be me too. I yeah. want to have more than that. And you want to so, have goals. You want to have dreams. You want to achieve things. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. We're getting so, good. I like this. Yeah. I like so, where we're going. I, I ended up watching, I, Instagram. I, I love it. Yeah. I would get on and I don't know if you've ever gone to the like the search button and you can it just explore. Just kind of a discover thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just look through and, and so I would look through there and see whatever was going on. And one time I caught a cookie video on there and I was like, it was somebody just decorating a cookie and I was like, that looks so cool. Like, I, you know, watching it. So then I watched another one. I was like, I can totally do that. And they make it look so easy. Oh, I was like, they totally do. I was like, I do- totally can do that. You have videos on there. <laughs> I do. And it looks, you know, and again, you start and you're like, oh, she's making little apple. That's cute. And you're just like, wait, what? How did, and then the end picture comes and it's like, how, come on. But, okay. So, <laughs> but if you look at it, it makes it look so easy. And I kept thinking it's so if they can do it, I can do it. They did it in less than a minute. I mean, obviously they <laughs> fast forwarded the, the video and everything, but I would watch them over and over again. So probably for like a year, I would just watch a couple every night or, you know, every few nights I would watch one or two. And, yeah. and I just kept thinking, I'm going to do this. And so finally, I think it was in 2018. I can't remember. Anyways, yeah. when it, at Christmas, I was like, I'm going to make some cookies. I'm going to try this out. I went and got the things that I needed to get. I didn't have the right exact right tools or anything. So I made do with what I had. Yeah. And I brought the cookies to a church Christmas party. Uh-huh. And everybody in my ward was like, who made these? What? what? Yeah. Who, who made these? Who, who bought cookies and brought them here? And I was like. I was like so giddy. Like we were sitting, it was like, <laughs> we were all kind of sitting on picnic blankets in the, in the gym. Uh-huh. And, and I just remember like looking around, seeing like all the kids like running with their, their cookies like, to show, look. yeah, to show their family. And I had made a lot cause I was like, I need some practice. I want to make sure that I like, I know what I'm doing. And sure. so, um, yeah, I made all these cookies and I had a lot of good response from him. And I actually had a couple of people from church say, Hey, I would, I would totally buy these from you. People I, I had seen them, but didn't really know them. I was still kind of new yeah. to the ward and everything, but, um, it made me feel really good. So I was like, I'm going to try a little bit more. So January came and I went and bought more cookie cutters and I, decorated a whole bunch of cookies and everybody at my husband's work was really grateful because they, they got all of them. I mean, I took pictures of them, but they got them his, all. His coworkers are like practice again, huh? He's oh, like, yeah. 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 They love it when I do like a, if I always make like a preset before, so I can take pictures of if I'm offering like holiday cookies or something and yep. they usually get them. Yeah, so they're, sure. they're pretty grateful when, Hey, it's, you know, Halloween's coming up. What, what do you so have? Your, your husband's been promoted quite a few times then, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> so, but so, so you watch these Instagram videos for a year or so you, you decide that this is something that you really like, you really think is super cool. Mm-hmm. And, and then you just like, you just start making them. Yeah. Just started. So are you, but are you an artist? No, I, 
I literally cannot draw. And I'm I'm so serious. If you gave me a pen and paper, I could probably draw a stick person and that's as good. And you might not even recognize anything else I would draw. So it's, it's really fascinating to me because all, and I don't know if you were this way, but all growing up, I wanted to be able to draw. Like I had a couple of friends who were really good artists mm-hmm. and I was like, and in my mind, I was like, if I just practice enough, I can get good at drawing. And that is, was not true in my case. Oh, it, it's like, I would spend hours and hours trying to draw and I was just terrible at it. I, I just feel the same way. don't get it. A hundred percent. I can't, so, I thought the same thing. I was like, I'll take art class in high school. No, I'm going to fail that real quick because oh, I, I can't, yep. it's not a, for, for me, it wasn't about practice. It's like the talent yep. wasn't there yep. I, and it's still not there. So, so that, that makes, that makes it even more amazing because when we see your little works of art, you know, the, the, the precision on them is, is stunning. It's, it's oh, really amazing. Thank you. I do like, like other cookie ears. This is a weird way to put it, but there's a certain way to decorate a cookie and most cookie ears will take a thicker icing and like flood the outline of a cookie. Mm-hmm. And then they'll take the flood icing, which is thinner and then flood the middle with it. So it doesn't roll over the side of the edge. Well, I don't like the look of that edge where you, cause you can kind of see that line. Yeah. So I don't do that. Cause you do a thin line and then you fill it in. And, and I use the same consistency. Yeah. So right. it takes me a little bit longer than ha- maybe how other people do it. Yeah. But I like the cleanliness of the no lines, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you see your cookies, they they look so, the lines are just perfect on them. They're, oh, well, they're thank, really, thank you. They're really amazing. <laughs> so you've kind of developed your own kind of technique and style yeah. in the process here. Yeah. I mean, and I've learned, like, I can't say I'm self-taught, even though I didn't have like an instructor with me. I just watched cookie videos on Instagram and that's how I learned. <laughs> Technology's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And and I would credit all these other cookiers that put videos out there for teaching me, even though they weren't like specifically teaching me, they were just putting it on their own Instagram. Right. But that's how I learned. So I'm, yeah, I, I'm so grateful that the, for technology and I'm grateful that they would have the time and patience to go and make the video and put it online. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you watch them, they watch it for a year. You make them for the Christmas, the, the church Christmas party. It's a huge hit. Yep. And then, and, and, and so then now you're like, okay, I, I'm, I can do this. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, you're like, that was like one of my first goes. Oh, y- so, so tell me about the next part of your journey here. Yeah. So January, I made all those cookies for my husband's work. I mean, I was just really trying to get practice. So I made like football. They're my very first cookies, like besides the Christmas one. Yeah. And looking back now, I'm, I, they're kind of cringy because they're not <laughs> like, they're not, they're new. <laughs> yeah. You can still tell how new I am. Yeah. And, um, I took pictures of them. I put them like try to get fancy with the pictures and was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to sell these. I think I could sell these. And, and cause everybody kept telling me you can sell these. And so I looked into getting a license and seeing how hard it was. And I went for it. And so I have a license to do it right out of my home. I have, it's called a food cottage license or cottage food. People yeah. s- say it mm-hmm. either way. And I, so I, as soon as I got that license, I started selling cookies and luckily some of my friends were my first customers. Yep. So I can I sh- shout out someone Jen oh, Anderson yeah, absolutely she was my very very first customer and I, I the fact that she would come to me for that yeah. because I love and adore her yeah. um it meant the world to me and that gave me like the boost like oh you got this and so I made her cookies and then one of my best friends got married and for her bridal shower I was like it was in February I decided to make all the cookies for the dessert and it was really good practice and I took pictures of it and posted them online and then a couple more of my friends ordered cookies and 
I think it was probably in April, some lady that I didn't know called me and left a mess or sent me a message on Instagram said, Hey, we're casting for a food network show. We'd love for you to come, (laughs) come apply for it. And I was like, Oh, this is a joke. This must be like spam or something. And so I kind of ignored it. Then I got another one. She's like, Hey, have you got my message? I'd like you to, you know, here's my number. Will you call me? Or can you fill out the application? Can you do any of this? And I was like, Okay, I'll just throw my name. Whatever. In the, yeah, throw my name in the hat. Yeah. There's nothing going to come of it. And so I, at that point, I really had only been doing cookies like three or four months. And it wasn't like a ton of cookies. It was like a few dozen a month, like it, not a lot. So I filled out the application, never thought twice of it and um, dropped my son off at school one day. My daughter and I went shopping at Fred Meyer and I'm walking around and I get this phone number and you can, you know how you can see where, like what city it's coming from said Los Angeles. And I was like, that's weird. Maybe it's Ellen DeGeneres, like wanting to give me something for free. (laughs) So I was like, better answer, you know, like this might be my shot. (laughs) And (laughs) and I was totally like, just in my mind, like, Oh, what, that wouldn't that be crazy. And it was a lady from the casting agency for food network. And she wanted to to talk to me. And I was like, I'm shopping right now, but I'll leave the store to talk to you. She's like, no, finish your shopping. And then I'll just call you in like 10 minutes. I was like, okay. So deal. I literally like went to the work and I was like, I got to go to my car. I'm so sorry. Here's my basket and grabbed my daughter and left. <laughs> so I went out in the car and like was giddy. So then she called me and we talked for probably half an hour and she's like, we'd like you to like, we'd like to interview you. She's Wait, like, how did she find you on Instagram? She just saw one of my pictures and was like, Hey, she just came across your cookies on Instagram. I think so. I don't know if I was using, using hashtags at the time. I probably was. And that might've been how she found it or it could have been under explore or that is so I, I really awesome. don't know. So, that is so awesome. Yeah. So she, we talked for a little bit. She's like, we want to interview you and they set it up. And so we did a, like a little Skype interview and she's like, okay. And she's like, you'll hear back from us. And I was like, oh, that's going to be the end of it. Right. Yeah. You're like, well, that was fun. Yeah. And I was like, that was cool. And then I got like an email the next day and she's like, okay, the head casting wants to, you know, Skype with you now. And I was like, oh, okay, deal. So they set that time up and we did it. And she's like, we really like you. They told me, she's like, get all dolled up, you know, put a little uh, lip gloss on. I was like, I don't know how to do makeup. Like I can decorate a cookie, but makeup is not my thing. I can make cookies look like a million dollars, Yeah, but but I can't do anything with this. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I, I did what I did and it was good enough. Apparently. Well, and so she was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to see if you'll, the producers want to like, you know, contact you or not, or the, I, I don't know what they're called anymore. It's been a while, but, yeah. um, so she's like, you might hear from us in two weeks or not. And to see if like the head people want to like Skype with you and, and select you for the show. And I was like, okay, so I probably won't hear back from the, you know, I've already made it to stage two. You're like, how many levels are there in this process? Yeah, I wasn't expecting, I was not expecting how many there were. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was like, oh, they're not going to pick me. And at the time, I actually have a fake front tooth. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went and had Dave Gailey put my tooth in. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, come in and I'll give you a real tooth. And so it, that process in its own is kind of lengthy. And you have to get like a screw put into your bone. Oh, yeah, and then it has to heal. Yes. And then you come and get the veneer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so I was having like, the, I had a little flipper, that a tooth that I could pop <laughs> in and out of my mouth at the time. So... I get a phone call. I have surgery set up for a certain day 
And I get a phone call and they're like, we want to, the producers want to Skype with you the day after your surgery. And I was like, okay, that should be fine. Thinking nothing of it. I was so swollen. But they didn't, they couldn't tell, I guess. I couldn't smile. My face was like still numb on half. probably just like that you had Botox. You probably had these big, beautiful lips. Or like, oh my word, that woman is ready for Hollywood. (laughs) Yeah, they probably, oh, she went and got this done perfectly for us. So yeah, I had to make, they had me make like a ton of cookies. I had to make like different kinds of cookies because I'm a sugar cookie. I mean, that's what I do. Sugar cookies and different flavors of sugar cookies because I'm the decorating, like that's what I do. And so I had to make different kinds of cookies and send them a whole bunch of pictures of that. And then on that Skype interview, I had to actually make like a 3D cookie. And so I made, made like this little chimney and I had to make another cookie that I had to make in 90 minutes from start to finish. So were they watching you the whole time? No, it was just before. They're like, just make sure you time, like try to time yourself oh, okay. because it's going to be like how you are on the show. And gotcha. I was like, okay. So um, I did all of that and they're like, okay, we'll let you know. We we're, They had a ton of people they were still interviewing. So again, I was on pins and needles for like two weeks. Like I, I was expecting to hear from them like pretty quickly because the process was going so fast that right. I wasn't like prepared for it. And, and I you did, got, you got to the stage where you were making stuff. Yeah. Like, and and it feels I'm, like it's pretty far down the road. Exactly. And I'm still taking orders and I had just had that, that surgery on my mouth. And so oh, man. He, there was just a lot going on. And my husband had surgery too on his mouth at the same time. So we were both kind of down and you know, just surgery wise. And yeah. So I was like, Oh, you know, that fat lip that got me, (laughs) they didn't want me. They didn't want that Botox lip, but they called me like two weeks later and they said, we're going to send you a contract and you need to sign it. That doesn't mean you're selected or anything. So I looked it over. I had my dad look it over. Those things are like 70 pages long. Yeah. Yeah. And they had me send like a million pictures in too. And Uh I had to like get for every picture that I sent in, I had to have who took the picture and then who's in the picture. Everybody had to sign a thing. releases. Yeah. For every single picture. And I was like, it was a lot. And so Mm -hmm. I try to pick like pictures that nobody would hate and. My husband hated all of them. Anyone that he was in, he's like, don't send that one. You're like, sign it. Yeah, sign it. Right now. So, uh, yeah, we we sent all everything in. And it, again, it was just a waiting game. And so um, another day, I it was like two weeks later after that, because I was like, they're supposed to be filming pretty soon. By this time, it's now into June. And my best friend is actually getting married in June. And I'm like, they're not going to pick me because the time they're filming is also the time of her wedding. And I was like, there, there's no way that. Yeah, I can do both. And she's more important to me than I mean, how awesome is Food Network? Like going on Food Network would be awesome. Big shot. Yeah, I would have I would have said no for her. So um, she would have killed me if I did. But (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah, I got into June and I was like, I haven't heard from them. So again, no, it's a no go. It was so like I was constantly checking my email to see if there's any interactions or anything and nothing. And so, again, I dropped my son off at school. My daughter and I went to Ross to go shopping. And as I'm pulling into the parking lot, I get a phone call from some number I don't know yet. And it's from Los, Los Angeles again. I'm like, what is this? So I pick up and and the lady gets on. She's like, hi, my name's Claudia. I'm from Food Network. I'm one of the producers. And you're selected. And I just screamed. I just could not stop screaming. And I was like. I got to pull over. So I pulled in a parking spot. And so she she told me all the details and she's yeah. like, OK, it's going to go pretty quickly. And she's like, the, the whole time they ask you what dates that don't work. And it just so happened that my friend's wedding was like four days before I was supposed to leave. All right. So we 
yeah, I went down to Utah and then I came back. We drove back up the day after and then I packed my bag and then left the next day. So, so was the studio in Los Angeles? Is yeah. that where they recorded? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Redondo Beach, which is real sure. close by. But yeah. yeah, so I flew down in June and got to be on the Christmas cookie challenge. And I was like so out of my league, though, because the people that I'm sitting, you don't you don't know anything. You're not you're not supposed to tell anybody anything. Well, that's part of the contract. Like, yeah. You, you don't know anything and you can't say anything. No, you're very tight lipped. Yep. And so I was like, I'm so excited. I want to tell everybody, you know, nobody knows what's going on. I'm going to miss church and nobody knows. Like, you know, like, <laughs> so where's Amber? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Like, it's just it's hard because it, this huge, exciting thing is happening. And the excitement is prolonged because you can't say anything until the show airs or whatever. Right. You've got months and months. Exactly. <laughs> so um, we show up and they give us all these rules. Like you have to have, we had to take pictures beforehand of different outfits that we would bring and hmm. just really interesting how I, I was so fascinated by the, the whole process of the show and how it worked that I was kind of like looking around, like absorbing everything. Like, what is that? What is this? Or, <laughs> You're like, Oh yeah, I'm supposed to make cookies while I'm here. <laughs> yeah. And who are you? Like, how big up are you? Like, <laughs> Do you need to know me better? Like, <laughs> so, uh, we, the day that we actually filmed the first day, you film over three days. It's a half an hour show. Yeah. And I filmed for three days straight. Had to get up real early, do my hair the same exact way. Then they would do my makeup. And then I had to wear the same clothes that you have to leave there because they have to make sure that the clothes are clean and pressed and everything. That's right. And it looks good on camera. And all the process of that was just like a little much, but so exciting at the same time because I was like, I'm here and I've only been doing this for stinking six months. (laughs) Were you you like... I hope nobody finds out that I just started doing this. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. Because <laughs> the other competitors, so we all like met in the lobby of the hotel and on the way to like one of the, um, they call him a PA, a production assistant came and picked us up and we're in the van all together and we're all still like introducing our names and like where we're from and we haven't even gone through everybody. And so I'm up in the front seat and everybody else, there's two in the middle and two in the back and we're all kind of talking and the, the PA was talking to me and she's like, well, where are you from? I was like, oh, a, a town in Washington, a, a city in Washington. And she's like, oh, me too. She's like, nobody's heard of mine. And I was like, oh, where are you from? She's like, Spokane. I was like, <laughs> no way. What? Me too. And then Ricky, who was in the back, another competitor was like, so am I. And so he's from Spokane and it was just a That's wild. That's crazy. Yeah. So we had all this connection and. That's hilarious. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. Like, I don't know how all three of us converged in that one van together, but yeah. That is hilarious. Yeah. It kind of made me feel like more comfortable though. Like oh, yeah. when I get nervous, I talk a lot and yeah. I would probably was talking my head off because I was like, I, I got to calm something. <laughs> You're talking a thousand miles an hour. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we all kind of met and I kind of learned everybody wanted to see pictures of everybody else's cookies. Oh, yeah. And I was nervous to show mine because like, I, I, I know, I don't want to sound cocky, but I know that I have a talent, mm-hmm. but I also know that I, I have so much to learn and I have so much growth that I need to do. And there's so much I don't know. Yeah. And I, if I don't practice and do more with it, then I'm going to lose it. And so I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, so I was nervous to show p- pictures. And so we're all like kind of waiting around every, that first day is just single interviews. And so the f- four other competitors that aren't being interviewed are kind of just in this room. The, they like lock you in a room. Oops. The green room or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they have like a ton of food in there. Yeah. The makeup artists are in there and it was just, 
that's all you get is the four people you're with. And, and so we're all like kind of getting our phones out, like showing each other, like what our pictures of. And I didn't give them my actual, in, like my business Instagram. I gave them my personal Instagram where I only had pictures of like uh, the first cookies I ever did. And I was like, maybe they will think less of me if I don't show them my more recent cookies. You're like, oh, these were a long time ago. Yeah, well, and, and I just wanted them to see that because maybe I would be, Maybe I would have an advantage, maybe like, hey, maybe they'll think less of me and not, you know, not worry about me. They'll right. be they'll tease each other or or right. whatever. She's like, oh, that girl's no good. I saw her cookies. Yeah. So I she's was not think, a threat. I was thinking <laughs> that because we're all looking at each other's pictures of cookies. And then I'm asking like one of the ladies who's actually a, she's also a member of the church. <laughs> she lives in Louisiana. She uh Went to like Le Cordon Bleu in France. Oh my like gosh. School. Like, I'm like culinary genius. Like she knows how to bake everything. She, I mean, she does king cakes all the time down in, in oh, wow. New Orleans and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't have that talent. Mm-hmm. I can make cookies, but I can't do that. So, yeah. and then Ricky had been baking. He's worked for Duff Goldman before. Yeah. Um, it, it was big leagues. And here I am like, I learned from watching videos that you guys probably make. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've been watching your Instagram videos for a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm here because of you guys, basically. So yeah. it was a little like, like humbling for me. Like, I can't believe that I got selected with the the height of that talent. I, I'm just, I'm just was blown away. So I was kind of. What an amazing yeah. experience to have right out of the gate like that. Uh, oh, Yeah. I mean, I mean, not only did it instill confidence in you, but also what a great opportunity to learn and to be around, you know, people who had been doing it and understood. And exactly just it was just like this, just like this education for you, I imagine. It totally was. I was like trying to absorb everything. And luckily, Ricky and I like clicked pretty fast. And so we we chatted a lot and we even got to fly home together back to Spokane and Mm -hmm. I asked him a million questions about different things. And he was telling me, I mean, he's so smart. He has such a knowledge of baking and the whole culinary world of stuff. And so he was telling me about browning butter. And I mean, everything that I could ask, I asked. And I probably took advantage of our friendship by asking all those questions. But I'm so grateful for it because I learned so much during that. Yeah. So. It was really fun. I don't know if you've seen the show, but I didn't win. But I'm really I made it to the end. I made it to the finale. And and I'm proud of myself because I did that at six months of making cookies. And here I was competing against people that have been doing it their whole lives. It's incredible. It's incredible. But it's also not a surprise having seen your end product. It does make me a little mad at you, though. You know, that like that I sometimes when I'm like, is there something that I'm super good at that I haven't discovered yet? Because I feel like I've tried a lot of things and I'm like mediocre at everything. Well, <laughs> I, I really am like I, this was something that I had no idea. And unless I tried, I would have never known. Yeah. Like and it, it could have been like me just trying something. And because I do that all the time and doesn't turn out quite like I like. And even though the first cookies, I was like, these don't look perfect. I was like. I enjoyed doing it so much and I could do it with my kids and I could do it at home and I could make people happy by giving them cookies. Cause at the time when I first made them, I was like, I just want to make pretty cookies to give to other people. Like I don't want to eat them. I've actually never eaten a full cookie of mine, to be honest. I, I cookie so much that I'm just like, no, no, thanks. I don't want to eat. (laughs) So, and my husband enjoys it because he gets every cookie I break or mess up or 
that he accidentally uh-huh. messes up by sticking a finger in or something. Uh-huh. So. He's like, oh, this one. Oh, I didn't yeah. know it was oh, still t- wet. Oh, yeah, well. too bad. Yeah, it'll go to a good cause. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been quite a journey. And uh, Reed Drummond, who is the pioneer woman, she was one of the judges and um, two other uh, like Food Network one of them else has um, her own show on there, Jacine Prado. She's actually Sandra Bullock's sister. Oh, cool. And uh, Vivian, um, they were both judges. And all three of them came up to me at the end, like at the end of the show and off camera. And we all got to get like, give them a hug and talk to them for a minute. And all three of them were like, we just found out you've only been doing this for six months. And holy cow, you're, you have an extreme talent. And them, like coming from somebody that like, I, I just, I, speechless. I don't even know how to like yeah. say how much that meant because yeah. that gave me confidence to like, hey, you can do anything with cookies. Like you can decorate any cookie and if it doesn't turn out, it doesn't turn out, but you can be selling these and you should be doing this and you should be put, promoting yourself and yeah. and going forward with this more. And so I wasn't feeling bad about it. Any, like I wasn't feeling bad about it in the first place, but I was, I was more laid back about like promoting myself. I didn't want to like put myself out there in that way and like have somebody like go, Oh, your cookies aren't great. Like I don't want, I don't want to buy from you. Yeah. Yeah. Your time's not worth my money or, you know, something like that. And so just getting somebody to say, these are great. And the talent that you have for being so fresh into this is pretty extraordinary. You talk about Jen Anderson being your, your first, your first customer. And I don't know if you felt this way, but I remember the first time somebody asked me to make a a video for them and they were going to pay me. I remember being like, being like, I can't believe you're going to pay me for this, you know? And, and I remember her, I I remember it clearly. I, I, I put a bunch of hours into it. She paid me $75 to put this video together for her. And I, and I just couldn't believe I, she even set the price. I didn't even set the price. She's like, how much will you charge? And I'm like, I don't know, whatever you think it's worth. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I was like, I don't know what to say. I had no idea. And so she gives me that check and I was just like, I, I like, I was a little embarrassed you know, cause, cause I didn't think it was very good and I didn't think I was very good, mm-hmm. you know, but, but we find people along the way who just like totally believe in us. Well, and they see your talent from outside. It's so much easier yes. to see out, yeah. <laughs> for, you know, seeing in from the out than yeah. it is for me. Cause I didn't know either. I didn't know how to price my cookies. I didn't know how to package. I didn't know. There was so much still to learn. Yeah. Right. And I was so new at it that somebody that I absolutely have like, the fondest, like, I, I just adore her. I just, yeah. she's one of the greatest people I know. And the fact that she would want to get my cookies, like, and buy them from me, right. I was like, it, that's what like boosted me forward, to be honest. Yeah. That's like, okay, you, you got this. And yeah. so that's, yeah, it was all from there. So without, uh, basically what I'm trying to say is without all these people in my life that have like bought cookies from me or encouraged me to do more with it, I don't think I would have the business that I have right now. Yeah. And how lucky am I that I get to work from home. I get to have my family help me with cookies, like my husband baking them all the time, the cookie husband. And then my kids help sticker cookies. They help package cookies. They help put them like, in the box and stuff. Or, And they get to see what hard work does. They get to see that. I'm glad that I get to do that in person with my kids to show them like, hey, if you have something that you want to do, go do it. And People will pay you for something if you try hard at it. Like, I I want them to see that. I don't want them to sit back and go, 
everything's just going to fall into my lap. It's such a, it's such a great lesson for kids in so many ways, not just from the work aspect, you know, they can see the work and then they can see the fruits of their work, but working as a family and then also realizing that they can pick something that is fun and important to them as a way to, you know, to provide for themselves and and their future families. Exactly. And how cool was it that Uh, like then seeing me start the business and seeing how much work goes into starting a business, because it's not just making cookies and packaging. (laughs) I mean, there's so much behind a business um, too, like taxes. I mean, licensing and all of that, but um, them to see that I got rewarded by like being asked to go on food network. That was such a cool thing. And, and it was, it was a dream that I didn't know I had, if that makes sense. Like how cool is it that I got to go do something like that, that, I mean, again, I'm speechless about all of it. Yeah, what a remarkable way, you know, usually this is something after people have been doing this for 10 years or 20 years and it's the pinnacle of their career. And Exactly. Well, and and the cookiers that I follow on Instagram at the time, a lot of them applied for the show too. And they were saying, hey, I just, I just turned my application in and they haven't ever been on still. I mean, they're still making the, the, the show and. I don't know what made them pick me over them. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know what it was, but I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity and I'm grateful yeah. that it opened so many doors for me. And yeah, it's funny because I went to, to Costco after the show had aired, it aired during Christmas time. And it was like probably six months later and I was just shopping at Costco and this lady came up to me. She's like, can I give you a hug? And I was like, what? <laughs> you want to hug me? Do like, I know you? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I didn't know her at all, but she was so sweet. And she, she told me, she's like, I feel so awkward asking that, but she's like, I just love what you do. And she's like, I loved seeing you on the show. And for her to say that, she's like, I don't mean to be awkward. And I was like, no, you just totally made my whole day. Like yeah. you, you have no idea how, again, another person just like giving me that boost to like, Hey, you keep going. You got this. Yeah. So that is so cool. So, so what's, uh, what's the dream? What's the next step? What do you, when you look down the corridor, you know, what, what, what does it look like? It's funny. Everybody asks me this. They're like, do you want to open a bakery? Uh-huh. And right now I had a baby a few months ago. Congratulations. Thank you. And number three, right? Number three. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We got quite the gap. The middle one is seven and she's a baby. So yeah. <laughs> we got, we got a gap going on and she actually got my heart condition. So it's changed how I've viewed things right now. And not that my business isn't important, but it's kind of taken a backseat to being mom because that again, number one, most important thing that I can do in my life. And so, um, I do want to get back in the kitchen and I want to be so a part of my kids' lives. I want to be there for every wrestling match, for every football game, whatever they decide to do, every dance competition. I want to be there. And for now, being doing cookies from home, I can do as many cookies as I want as long as I can be there for my kids. And so that's the goal right now. And how lucky do I get, am I to be able to get to do that and be a part of my kids' lives the way I can. Oh, it's such a great side hustle. Yeah, exactly. It's just a great side hustle. Exactly. And I feel like I'm like helping my family out. I'm providing for my family in a way that I'm not just, I I felt lazy before. Not that I was like parenting's not lazy, but I... I just didn't feel like I was contributing enough. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I feel better about doing something. This is fulfilling an important, you know, gap in your life, you know, maybe that you had. Exactly. Find a passion, go towards it, make it happen. 
persevere. Turns out you might be one of the best ever at it. Who knew? <laughs> I, I really don't think I'm the best, but I mean. <laughs> I mean, I, I consider myself an expert cookie eater. And as an expert cookie eater, I can tell you that your stuff is is ridiculously awesome. Well, thank it's you. It's just super cool. Thank you. So, okay. So um, the other thing that we talk about on this podcast is our socks. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so you've got some, you got some cute blue socks. I don't know if it, yep. Okay. My, my family is huge Disneyland, like Disney everything. Excellent. So these are Sully socks from Monsters, Inc. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Those are I, I awesome. You'll see a theme on my Instagram. I do a lot of Disney cookies. I did notice that. Yeah. Yeah. I did so, notice that. Matter of fact, when I was at Food Network, the third day, I asked if I could do my interview early, like the exit interview, which was five hours long. I was like, I want to go first because I'm going to Disneyland by myself. My husband was so mad I would go. <laughs> I was like sending him like Snapchats of me just like eating like a churro by myself and <laughs> He wasn't too happy, but I brought him home some treats. But yeah, so that is great. Disney means a lot for for us, and it's also another reason I wanted to start a business so that we could go. So on you could have a little bit extra scratch, so you can go do fun things with your kids. Yep, exactly. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Well, I uh, I have a gift for you. Oh, <laughs> I got you. I, I am I'm a huge sock fan. Uh, this is a brand called Stance, which is one of my favorite yep. my favorite brands. Um, they make women's socks. I've never worn the women's socks, um, so I don't know how comfortable they are. But I'm sure you haven't tried a pair at church, you know. Nothing. <laughs> you know, I, I, and I you, maybe I should try these on before I give them to you. I might really <laughs> like them, but uh, they're they're just awesome. They're great socks. These ones that I'm wearing are Stance socks, and they're really loud and fun. And so I love that. You know, as my as my token. <laughs> Thank you. Of coming on the Socks and Soul podcast. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that so much. I'll wear them as I cookie. <laughs> I want to add to your, you know, your collection. I, I uh, that would have been great if I would have found some Disney ones. That would have been super I, cool. Yeah, I will. And I w- I looked online. I was like, is there anybody that has cookie socks? Because I was yes. like, I'll wear cookie socks, but yes. I didn't find any cookie ones. Yes. So <laughs> that is awesome. Well, Amber, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Well, thank you. I am. I am really. I'm really excited to see what you do next and what cookies you come up with and and the designs and you know, things that happen as you move forward. Um, excited for your little family to grow. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I appreciate you just having me on. It's such an honor to just like, I, I really am not that cool. I'm not that entertaining <laughs> or anything. And so the fact that you would even have me, I'm very, very grateful. Well, your your Instagram has thousands of followers for very good reason. And, you know, you, you bring joy to people by bringing them beautiful cookies. And, uh, and it's an incredible talent. And I'm honored that you would spend some time with me and, and tell me about your story. I, I just love, I love a good story. I love that you have overcome some really difficult and frustrating health challenges and you're just all smiles. It's just part of life. I mean, everybody has something. So you're yeah. just, you know, you're just overcoming obstacles, making great things happen, you know, doing your side hustle so you can go to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. I just love it. Like, I love everything about your story, and I can't wait to see what your next chapter holds. Well, thank you again. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, So glad that you uh, spent this time with us and with Amber. And go check out her Instagram. Uh, Tell us where we can find you again. Flower and Frosting Spokane. And it's flower like F-L-O-U-R. 
Yes, like not flour like, and cookies. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> not like the flowers that are on those socks I just gave you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Flour and frosting is, uh, that's the best way to, to kind of contact you or, or see your work. Yep, or um, Facebook, either one. Facebook, yeah. okay, awesome. Yep, check her out. You will be like me. I would probably carve out, you know, half an hour to an hour before you go there because you won't be able to put it down. <laughs> then you'll want to watch cookie videos and make cookies. <laughs> that's exactly right. Exactly right. Well, that's it from us. Thanks for joining us on the Socks and Soul podcast. We'll see you next time. The Socks and Soul podcast is a production of Ditto Film Media. If you enjoy this content, be sure to give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Join the conversation on Facebook at Socks and Soul Podcast.